Hello, friends. It's so good to be with you again today, if only virtually. Now, I say if only virtually because we've kind of gotten used to meeting this way, even in our jobs, in, in our educational experiences, we've been meeting virtually. I think we all now see the light at the end of the tunnel. Things are beginning to kind of go back into a more normal kind of way of relating to the world around us, and that's good news. But along the way, even in our struggles, we have learned, I think, some important lessons. I think we have gained a lot of blessing and benefit, even in our struggles through this pandemic. Today, I'm being joined once again by Dr. Rich Cozart, and he recently did a presentation, a talk for the staff at the university where he teaches, and he's going to share some of the positive points, some of the positive things that have come out of this time of struggle. So I'm going to turn this over to Rich, and he and I will be having a conversation back and forth about these things. I think you're going to enjoy this more positive look on what we've been through recently. Rich? Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Ryan. We face unprecedented times, and it's a times in which we feel different emotions, um, like anger or feeling confused, um, interpersonal conflict. And we wonder at times like this, what should we think? What should we do? There were four points um, that we reflected upon from a verse of scripture that says, for such a time as this. It was a situation in which an individual, Esther, thought about the opportunity that she had before her in order to help uh, herself, her family, and others. These are the four points that we want to re reflect upon. The first one is this. We want to look for opportunities. Look for opportunities. Many of us are despairing. Many of us are going to throw up our hands and just wonder, how am I going to survive through this. And of course, that's very, very important. But as we do, I believe it's going to be good for our mental health to, to look beyond um, just those things that threaten us and consider, well, what are some opportunities around us that this particular difficult situation, whether it's the, the pandemic or social unrest or perhaps other matters, what are the opportunities that we have uh, before us? I'm going to ask Dr. Ryan to, to comment on that as well. Yeah, well, you know, one of the opportunities that I think I have heard a lot of clients talk about is though it has been a burden to uh, be locked down, to not be able to go places, to not be able to go to the gym or even go to the park or the beach and enjoy life the way we're used to enjoying it, the opportunity I think that it presented to many people I've spoken to was spending quality time with those people who are important in our lives, our spouses, our children, uh, whoever happens to be living in our household, and also to spend a lot of quality time, I think, reflecting, you know, doing things that are kind of valuable that maybe we took for granted before, like reading a good book or watching a good movie together with the family, kind of reconnecting. I think also, personally, I got a much greater um, appreciation, had an opportunity to really 
uh, acknowledge that it's social media, um, electronic communication is really a valuable tool if used right. And I learned an awful lot about how to use telecommunication technology that I didn't know before. And so, so I gained, I gained a lot, of, a lot from that. Also gained some time to do a lot of reflecting, had the opportunity to just spend time um, kind of thinking about planning, you know, what will life be like? How can I use what I've learned to um, further the call that I feel on my life to, to do counseling, Christian counseling, to be able to connect with others in a more, in a more um, um, I guess, important or significant way. You know, learned a lot about priorities and making those priorities in life that um, I think are, are so important as um, connecting with family you know, we, we would meet, our family would meet on Sundays uh, to have dinner every Sunday night. Well, for a long time during the pandemic, we would meet virtually. We'd set up computers in our dining rooms and we would be able to see each other, be able to communicate and connect with one another. That became a very important priority. And how about you, Rich? What opportunities did you yes. see? Yes, very good, uh, Pat. I think for me, this first point is about what will my focus be? I can focus upon all the negatives, all the difficulties, and that becomes the predominant mood of my life. Yeah. There demonstrates itself in anxiety or depression or interpersonal conflict. And so we're saying that in, instead of being uh, inward driven or inward focused or focused um, completely on the circumstances that we're facing, but to rather look at uh, what, what are these opportunities for good uh, that can come my way. All right, very good. Look for opportunities. The second one is this, offer hope. Offer hope, right? Um, there is much to be said for hope. It's therapeutic in and of itself. Hope is a peaceful optimism that things are going to um, work out okay. And this hope can be expressed in many ways, sometimes through, through acts, oftentimes through what we say to others. And so that is a good um, step when it has to do with um, what, we're, what we're facing. And let me just... Um, throw this over to Pat and ask Pat what she thinks of it. Well, you know, I'm so glad you said that, Rich, because, you know, in, in the work that we do, uh, counseling with others, you know, we often encounter people who seem to have lost hope. And I say they haven't really lost hope. They've forgotten about the blessings they have in their life. And so our job often as counselors is to kind of hold that mirror up to them and tell them what we see, you know, remind them about the good positive things going on in their life. And my goal always, as I meet with a, a client in a counseling session or a couple in a counseling session, and I will say this out loud to them, you know, my goal in this session is to have you leave this room with more hope 
than you had when you walked in the door. And so, yeah, I think, you know, offering hope to people is a wonderful gift. And, and many times it just takes that person to give you a little different perspective. Yes, life is difficult. And yes, there may be some threat that you might lose your job. Um, however, I think if we hold on to that hope that things will get better, because I think those of us who've been through difficult times before know that this too shall pass. And you know, there's a lot of hope in that old adage, this too shall pass, because life is a cycle. It's a rhythmic cycle of ups and downs. I like to tell people, one of the things you know for sure when you're in the valley and things look kind of bleak is that the next thing around the corner is you're going to be at the peak. You're gonna have a mountaintop experience. And sometimes we're in that mountaintop experience. The next thing we know is that there's going to be valley again, but that's okay. That is all part of the rhythm of life. I think the other thing that's real important to remind people of is that we're not in this alone. God has provided us with people in our families, significant others, spouses, children, grandchildren, who are walking this journey with us. We're not doing this alone. Now, what about those people out there who are, who are single, who maybe don't have someone else living with them? There's friends. There are people out there, people through your church. And again, the telecommunication technology that allows us to connect with all of those significant people in our lives, even many miles away. You know, Rich, we do a lot of mm -hmm. counseling with people uh, out of, across the country and even in other countries because of the blessing of telecommunication technology. And so there's always hope. I think it's, it's looking at life in a positive perspective versus, as you said, just being down and focusing on the negative things in our life. Yes. Yes, and that uh, leads us uh, to our third point, um, which is uh, care for yourself and those close to you. Yeah, we're to focus on others and look for these opportunities and offer hope. But also, are we caring for ourselves? Are we looking out for those closest to us? Self-care is very important. Are we watching out for... Um, for example, our health, rest, diet, um, exercise the best that we can. Are we keeping our stress uh, levels low? Are we trying to keep a, um, I would say a routine that lowers our anxiety? Um, do we get outside of where we're living, get outside of our house or apartment and get out in the sunshine and just so it's safe to do so. And what about those close to us? Are, are we caring for them in a way that, that is uh, lifting them up um, as well? We want to keep close tabs on ourselves because during difficult times, anxiety can creep up, depression can creep up. Um, as we mentioned, the uh, conflict and, and a variety of mental health issues so take a, um, take a look at yourself. How are you doing? How are those closest to you? And maybe there's not a whole lot you can do, but perhaps take some small steps, some incremental steps um, uh, that can um, correct matters or balance things out for you. Pat, what do you think? 
Well, you know, as I'm listening to you talk, Rich, um, I'm reminded, you know, uh, we travel a lot. My husband and I fly a lot. Uh, well, not recently, but we, in the past, we have flown a lot. And there's that safety announcement they always make as you're taxiing down the runway, you know, and they, they talk about, you know, what to do in the event of an emergency. And if those uh, oxygen level in the, in the main cabin uh, changes, that the oxygen mass will fall from the ceiling. And they always say this, and I think it's an important thing, that if you're traveling with someone else, put on your own oxygen mask first so that you can help and assist the person flying with you. I think that is a very important message. Self-care is that important. If I am totally devoid of any energy or uh, ability to to help someone else because I've not been caring for myself, I'm kind of useless in those situations. And so it is important. Some people think it's, it's a selfish thing to, you know, put on your own oxygen mask first. But the truth is, if I have nothing left to give, I have nothing to give. And so I think, you know, when I was in seminary many years ago, I took a whole class on avoiding clergy burnout. You know, and in that class, they talked a lot about self-care. And so I think you're right, you know, to do that sort of self-examination, you know, what is it I need right now? Do I need some rest? Do I need some nutrition? Do I need to just kind of go somewhere and spend a little time alone, maybe in my room or in my study at home and really just do a little assessment of, of what is lacking in my life right now? Why am I feeling sad? Why am I feeling depressed or put upon or maybe um, too, too obligated to others? You know, we all get there. We can get there because this has been a time when we have seen the opportunity to really serve a lot of other people. But all of that comes with a responsibility and I think obligation to first take care of ourselves so that we are sure that, that we're there and we have everything we need to be able to serve and care for others. Good, good, very good. So today we're talking about looking for opportunities, offering hope, caring for ourselves and others. And then our last point is to trust God for outcomes. Yeah. Trust God for outcomes. At the end of the day, there's only so much we can do. That's right. We're to be responsible in all the different areas uh, in which we're, we are to be responsible. But ultimately, we want to have a settled and peaceful uh, heart, a restful heart to say, um, God, I'm going to trust you for this. I've done all that I can. And now I want to rest my soul, rest my heart next to you and trust that you are loving and good and that you're going to care for your children. I think this is our, our ultimate rest. Mm -hmm. and we place all of our lives and place everything before God and say, God, you're, you're able to take this load and please uh, help me to carry it, carry it with me. Pat, what are your thoughts? You know, um, I think that that is such wise counsel to um, recognize, number one, that, you know, there's few things in this life we can control. 
you know, I heard uh, uh, an author, I read an author recently who, uh, her name's Byron Katie, and she talks about loving what is. And she says, you know, there's only three um, businesses in this life. There's our business, there's everyone else's business, and there's God's business. And some of the providential things that happen in this life really are God's business. And what we really, her point is what we really only have control over are things in our own business. And so you're right, Rich, we do as much as we can to help a situation, to aid a situation, and then we have to let go. I once had an assistant uh, years ago, and she had a, a sign a, a, in her office that said, when you can't see God's hand at work, you must trust the heart that loves us and because God does love us. And, you know, there is, as you said, Rich, a lot of peace in that recognition. You know, we do everything we can. And then at some point we have to let go of the controls and trust that heart of God that loves us. And, you know, um, Byron Katie is right. You know, we can't control everything around us, but we can control our response to it. And our response can be that peaceful trust, knowing that we are loved and that God will provide. We will get through this time. We will get through any circumstance. In the Bible, Jesus said to us, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but fear not, I have overcome the world. That's a powerful statement uh, for those of us who follow the Christian faith tradition, and it provides a lot of comfort and peace. Yes, very good, Pat. And you remind me that, that sometimes a picture, a metaphor uh, that we keep in our minds helps us to take hold of the truths of God. And um, one that I like a lot is Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And to imagine myself as a little lamb uh, at the feet of the shepherd on green grass near a, a, a sparkling, uh, trickling little brook. And there at his feet, knowing that I'm at peace, knowing that he's going to care for me. And perhaps uh, that can be useful for you. Yeah. Beautiful thoughts, Rich. Beautiful thoughts. I wish I'd been able to be present at the staff meeting that you had where you did this talk. Um, uh, it sounds like it was a wonderful talk that covered a lot of very important issues for us and giving us really that positive hope and perspective on where we are and where we're going together. So you out there, as you're listening to this podcast, if this has sparked some things in you that you think you could use some help with to kind of get to that place of peace and trust and looking at opportunities and, and developing more hope in, in what the future is going to look like for all of us, contact us. Our contact information is on this podcast. You can call us. You can check us out on our website. Um, you can send us a letter if you want. Just let us know that um, you need help and trust and have hope that we are here and we will be here for you. God bless you all. And thanks, Rich, for this wonderful opportunity to talk through some of these things. What parting words do you have for our viewing audience today? Just very good to be with you all today. And we look forward uh, to our next time together. Wonderful. Bye, Rich. Bye out Bye -bye. there. We'll see you again next week.